Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. Many of these super chickens are rejected. And this is an attempt by the admissions officers to acknowledge what we already know. So let's be clear about what that is, right? What, what are most people doing to become the super chickens, to become the most productive? They say, well, we need to take the most rigorous classes available at our high school, get great grades, get near perfect test scores, demonstrate leadership in as many ways as possible. And that's what we're focusing on today. And this demonstrating leadership in as many ways as possible often is at the expense of other people. It is, I need that leadership position, which means no one else can have it. Uh, and of course, developing that wow factor. And for many students, developing that wow factor is, uh, is done at the expense of others, okay? But of course, if everyone is doing these same four things, and I didn't, if you are new to, if this is your first time listening to my masterclass, um, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of the context for those last couple of slides. All right. What I just said might have felt like, well, yeah, that's exactly what we should be doing. You need to listen to my podcast, uh, listen to my other master classes to understand the full context there. But the summary, of course, is if I don't even know you, I don't know where you are on this planet, but I know that the advice you've been getting is those four things that you just that I just said, most rigorous classes, uh, top SAT scores, demonstrate leadership in as many ways as possible and, and create some wow factor, then that should tell you something, right? That there are going to be tens of thousands of people who are all trying to follow that same advice. And if you're doing the same four things that absolutely everyone else is doing in order to stand out, then how do you stand out? Well, you need to do the same things as everyone else better than everyone else. And it doesn't take long before you start to realize, wow, we have created exactly the environment that we need to create toxic super chickens, to create a community where people are fighting each other over limited resources instead of true leadership. And that's a problem when it comes to admissions, right? Because all through high school, teens are burning themselves out, grinding themselves out, just completely, uh, you know, they're, they're grinding out their souls, right? It is a, a soul crushing experience for years at a time. And for what? To what end? To end up submitting an application that looks really, really similar to everyone else's application and might make you come across as a super chicken, okay? Because admissions officers are very aware, especially at the top colleges, that success in college is not about individual performance. It is not. It might feel like it, but it is not. Think about it. Success in college, for a college to really stand out, they need smart people working together to do research and to solve problems that those same smart people could not solve on their own. One healthy cancer or one cancer cell is going to defeat a healthy cell every single time. But a bunch of cancer cells will eventually kill the organism and die. A group of healthy cells is going to outperform a group of cancer cells every single time. One selfish person is going to get their way versus a nice person. But you know what? A cooperative team will outperform a selfish team every single time. And a university full of cooperative students and professors can absolutely create miracles. They can do amazing things. 
a university full of selfish people doesn't collaborate, doesn't work together, it's not going to produce very much. It's just not. And so universities care a lot about productivity um, because colleges actually do compete against each other, right? They want to have breakthroughs. They want to be the ones that produce the Rhodes Scholars. They want to be the ones that publish literature that changes the world. And that requires cooperation. It requires good teamwork. It requires different kinds of leadership. So when we talk about how do you demonstrate leadership to a college, you need to know what colleges actually care about, right? Uh, as a high school student, this feels uh, kind of contradictory, like the yin and yang, right? That this idea that, that cooperation and competition are both important, both critical. And I agree with that, right? At some point, healthy competition is amazing. It's wonderful. And at some point, healthy competition becomes toxic. And cooperation becomes the currency that allows for success. And what if, you know, uh, colleges knew that they have to have competitive students, but they need those competitive students to cooperate in order to achieve breakthroughs? Now, admissions officers are suddenly looking for something that's a bit more complex than just who has the highest test scores, who did the most aggressive academic work, right? Who was the most, uh, you know, productive high school student? That can't be the only metric. They have to find productive, competitive students who are also capable of cooperating and achieving breakthroughs with a team. And so what if leadership on a deeper level was having the awareness to recognize this dynamic, this back and forth, this yin and yang of cooperation, competition, cooperation, competition. And what if leadership was having the wisdom to guide your team to navigate that? Okay. What, if, what if you presented yourself as a far more thoughtful, far more nuanced leader than just the person with the title. Wouldn't that be exactly what the admissions officers are looking for? Okay. So how do we do this? I think there are two things you need to know in order to take what we've discussed about leadership and really make the most of it as a high school applicant, okay? as, a, as a high school student who is preparing to be competitive for uh, selective colleges or that wants really good uh, college scholarships. And there are three things that you need to do. Okay. Neither of these two things or the three things are going to surprise my audience. Uh, but for those of you who are new, this might be a little bit insightful. Uh, and for those who know everything I'm about to say, let's tie this into leadership. Okay. Let's be really, really clear that what we do in the Ivy League challenge is exactly how you demonstrate leadership on a much deeper, much more profound level than the harder, more competitive, more stressful, more toxic approaches. All right. The first thing you need to do is understand the impressiveness trap. Okay. If you are new to me and my audience, uh, uh, if you're new to this, uh, the Ivy League challenge and this whole approach that we take, my most recent podcast, I think it went live on Monday, uh, is about the impressiveness trap. And you can listen to that podcast. It's maybe 12 minutes long. Uh, and that's going to get you into a lot more detail about what I'm going to describe here. I'm summarizing here in just about a minute. 
what go I go into much greater detail there. So the very most recent, if you go to Ivy League Prep Academy podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, the most recent podcast right now as I'm speaking is about the impressiveness trap, okay? Why core values are more important than impressiveness. And that's going to get into more detail, but let me just kind of summarize there. What almost every high school student does, the question I get from people who do not listen to my content, the people who do not have not joined the Ivy League Challenge, who are not in my community, and, and I interact with 10 times more people who are not in my community than people who are. Okay, when I get emails from people who read my articles from Insider or from Business Insider or from Medium or, or whatever, the Good Men Project, any of my articles that got published, when I hear, uh, when I speak, when I join workshops, when I present next week, I'll be presenting at a, in a different organization uh, that is all about college prep. When I present in those groups, in those organizations, before people understand my uh, approach to college prep, by far the most common question we get, and probably if you're concerned about college, the most common question you are answering over and over and over and over again is, what is more impressive to an admissions officer? Should I do this or that? Which is more impressive? And sometimes it's silly. It's, you know, is, is volunteering at the homeless shelter more impressive or volunteering at the animal shelter? Sometimes that's the, how silly the questions are. But of course, if everyone's asking the same question and we all kind of have the same idea of what's more impressive, then what's going to happen? Tens of thousands of ambitious high school students are all going to end up doing the same impressive things. Even though the reality is the impressive stuff, the, feel, the stuff that feels impressive, it's the stuff that's harder. It's the stuff that takes more time. It's the stuff that takes more discipline. It takes more of all the stuff that, that kind of grinds out, <laughs> grinds you down and can overwhelm you and burn you out. And it takes more and more and more of that stuff that burns you out instead of the stuff that feeds you life and nourishes your soul. And so we're doing more of the burnout stuff and less of the self-nourishment stuff so that we can be more impressive and compounding that over time. Because it it's a competition. It's a race. Remember, there are tens of thousands of people trying to get into those 2,000 spots. And so we have to be faster. We have to do it all. We've got to do it all. We've got to do it now. We've got to do it big. And you add that and compound that over four years and you just slowly wear out a teenager's soul. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm being melodramatic, but maybe some of your parents are saying, no, that's not even close to being dramatic. That's exactly what happens. Okay. And if you're not there yet, I'm glad you're here so you can avoid that. If you're, if you're son or daughter, or if, if you're listening to this as a, as a teenager, if you're in seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, and you can start to understand this now, you are, I'm so glad. I mean, that's why I do what I do is to catch you at that stage so we can, we can rebalance this. Okay? It's more impressive. You're more likely to get into the selective colleges by doing the healthy thing, as long as you know what to do and how to do it. Okay. So what's the problem with asking the question, what's more impressive all the time? Well, the problem is that it seems like the right thing to do. Just do the more impressive thing for four years. It seems like the right thing to do until you get to your senior year and you realize that actually there are 30,000 high schools in North America, right? And that means that there are 30,000 
valedictorians. There are 30,000 student body presidents. There are 30,000 captains of the team, 30,000 first chair violinists. There are 30,000 of everything that you think is so impressive that you work so hard to fight for that top spot in. There are tens of thousands of people who are also doing that. Okay. And, uh, and so as you ask that question, what's the most impressive thing to an admissions officer? Know that about 100,000 other ambitious teens are also asking that question. And we all have the same idea about what activities are more impressive. And so the most ambitious of all of those 100,000 or so people are all doing the same things. And they're burning out in order to do them. They're sacrificing their sleep. They're sacrificing their health. They're sacrificing their health and mental development at a time when their bodies and their brains are developing the fastest that they ever will. Uh, for the rest of their lives. You know, it's one of those kind of critical periods and we're sacrificing our sleep and our, you know, so much of what makes us human during a time when our bodies and brains need to be developing. I mean, it's just, my heart aches when when I begin talking about this, but look at, look at the logic behind this. With 30,000 schools, that means there are, you know, at least three or four people on average in each of these schools that are ambitious. That's 90,000 people that are fighting over these spots. And I'm going to guess that at many of these schools, it's more like 50 or 100 people competing. And we're at, you know, the hundreds of thousands of ambitious teens all trying to do the exact same thing. Okay. So you can see when push comes to shove, the most, the 40,000 or the 80,000 most ambitious teens all end up turning in applications that look almost identical. Tiny, tiny nuances make up the differences between these 80,000 super ambitious students. And yet, that's boring. Okay, let's be really, really clear. That is boring. Doing exactly what 80,000 other people did, even if it's very, very hard, if you see that over and over and over again as an admissions officer, it blends together. It's boring, okay? And it, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, right? What well, another valedictorian, another student body president, another captain, <laughs> right? Because in your school, there's only one. And so many people fought so hard to become that one. And yet it looks the same as everyone else, okay? And so you fight so hard and sometimes you sacrifice relationships. You step on other people's backs. You do things that aren't, Aren't you? you? Sacrifice your integrity to become the number one high-performing super chicken. Uh, and that means you're turning in a boring application. Okay, so that's the first thing. This idea that the impressiveness trap is real. And I highly encourage you to get more detail by listening to my podcast uh, or by joining the Ivy League Challenge. I mean, we get into exactly why this is such a bad idea uh, and what to do instead. But the second thing you need to know, besides understanding the impressiveness trap, is to get into the minds of the admissions officers. What are colleges actually trying to do when they choose who is admitted and who is not in each freshman class? 
Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.